All right, hello and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging and Friends. We're playing Call of Cthulhu tonight. We're continuing Horror on the Orient Express. Uh, and uh, in a weird turn of events, none of us have any idea what we're going to be doing tonight. Uh, so we'll we'll try to find out in a minute. Uh, as there are some leads, but then, uh, you know, who knows? So let's go, to, uh, let's go ahead and do a quick roundtable and then we'll dive right in. So Jeremy, tell them who you're playing. My name is Joseph Tidwell. Staff Sergeant, if you please, stuntman is what I prefer. I think tonight we may go digging through some rubble, do something terrible, probably run away from the cops. It'll be a great time. I mean, it was pretty fun last time seeing you paint your face uh, with actual paint. Uh, so that was a that was a real fun little twist uh, that the I did not see coming. Yeah, I'd like like, OK, everyone scatter. And so, you know, people scatter. And then Jeremy runs right back into the damn place. Doesn't spend luck. Could have gotten away so many times. Son of a bitch. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, Chuck. Tell us about Grigori. Uh, yes, I am Grigori Kozel. Uh, I am not as rich as I like to think I am. Uh, I have a mustache. And I'm really good with a gun, but sadly, I don't get to carry that around in town. You just need to get a handgun. You get a handgun, you'll be fine. I'm terrible with handguns. I'm great oh, with that's, rifles. that's the trouble. Yeah, yeah I, was looking, the trouble. I was looking at the wealth stuff and you are not uh you're not like crazy wealthy like i, I can't remember the, the cutoffs but like you were yeah. in like i think it was the third highest tier and, okay. the, and the top tier is like literally 95 to 100 and then there's like a then there's i think there's a span and then there's you you're still very very wealthy it's just you're not you're not super rich which is still pretty good though that. Yeah, yeah i think you're I, not a one percent you're doing really you're doing well you're a millionaire not a billionaire i think is what yeah, you're not getting away with at. murder rich yeah see but that's what not getting away be. with murder because well, of the money rich oh okay right right i guess it would depend on who you murdered uh True. all right let's go uh bottom row melissa tell us about pema uh yeah so Pemanamdak is our scientist and bibliophile um we learned last session that if you just walk around with coffee and pastries for people, that uh, maybe this whole talking thing will go a little bit better. So maybe that's just sort of standard, uh, you know, did you pack everything? Did you pack your weapon? Did you pack, you know, all your stuff? Extra drinks and pastries. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, next up, Adam. Tell us about Killian. Hello, name is Killian Bengo. And uh, I was born in in Sierra Leone. I was brought up by colonizers, and so I have their culture. But I am here to help everyone because I have an extensive knowledge of human studies. You applied those studies quite well uh, last session and got your friends uh, sprung from their their arrest. So you did very well. Uh, also doing well with that was uh, was the person who we just realized uh, has uh, lockpicks, uh, lockpicking tools. Uh, so, uh, Matt, tell us about Reggie. That's right. Reginald Abernathy, um, occultist, uh, agent of chaos, uh, one of many personalities. Uh, happy to be here. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So uh, let's dive in then. Last time we were at the uh, the flea market at Sonwa. Uh, where Grigori and Joseph had been thrown into a police wagon uh, with the very men who were trying to get to Joseph and actually took Grigori temporarily hostage. 
Uh, fortunately, as we mentioned, Killian and Reggie were able to set them free. Killian by flirting with one of the cops that was actually watching the wagon and Reginald by taking that opportunity to uh, to pick it, pick the locks into the wagon and get his friends free. Everyone started scattering at that point. Reggie and Grigori, they got away just fine. Uh, Joseph had to hide inside of a tent that was filled with a bunch of damaged puppets and then had to use uh, actual paint uh, to uh, to make himself look like a mime to get away. Uh, Pema, as we've mentioned, the responsible one, was continuing to do research at the library. Uh, you discovered a list of items uh, that were confiscated from Comte Fenelix's home in Poissy, the uh, suburb just west of Paris. Uh, you learned that the king's men at one point uh, retrieved a statue, but noted that it was incomplete somehow. Uh, you also uh, were able to find the plans, these disturbing plans uh, for the mansion, that there was something about the layout, the geometry of it all, the architecture of all that kind of was ind indicative of like a diseased mind of some, of some way. Uh, and you also learned that there were a pair of Turkish men in the library who were researching the exact same subjects as you. Uh, and uh, later, as you were trying to rejoin your your fellow investigators back at the hotel, you thought you might have been file, followed, but you you confidently and without question gave them to gave them the slip. Like you were one hundred percent certain of that. Uh, later on, hotel attendant, maintenance man helped Gregory and Joseph out of some manacles. You all retired for the evening, and in the morning, you decided you're going to go take a look at the Sheraton Asylum, which is where Comte de Fenelic had been committed permanently by the king. Uh, back uh, at the start of the French Revolution. And uh, you, I think one of you, I can't remember which one of you did, discovered in, the, uh, in a newspaper uh, that uh, Dr. Etienne Delplace, who was the previous director of this asylum, uh, had recently died by a tragic accident. Uh, and uh, when you got to the asylum and you started inquiring about that, that did not go over particularly well, as no one uh, at the place wanted to talk about the death of the director. Uh, you got very persistent. You kind of offended uh, one of the uh, assistants to the new director, uh, and she kind of threw you guys out. Uh, but not before Reggie was able to steal a logbook from a box that had the former director's possessions. And there you got some notes as you were reading through them. Uh, that was basically about these uh, some sort of strange incidents incidents that happened uh, in the asylum's cellars. There was a hospital worker and a stranger that were discovered there by a nurse by the name of P. Mandarin. And then there was uh, one of the guy, the worker was like raving about being attacked by a dead man and uh, about a stranger unknown to the institution was in like terrible condition and all that kind of stuff. And there's other things that are documented in that as well. It was the last thing we did. So uh, what I'm going to say is we're going to pick up because uh, I think we, we just sort of hand waved as you went back to a cafe nearby. So we're going to say you're at a cafe, all of you are together. You are a few blocks away from the Sheraton Asylum. You've got your stolen journal of Dr. Del Plas that you're flipping through. Uh, you've got Pema with your whatever notes you took from when you were at the research, uh, when you were at the library. I'm going to turn it over to you all to figure out what you would like to do next. So I will turn it to you. What do you want to do? Let's Step go. One, coffee. Step two, croissants. Step three, yes. jam. Take a minute. Oh, jam. Actually, yeah. I agree. Very good. We could go to the weird house with the plans that. Yes. Yes. It 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 might be a good idea, uh, Mr. Tidwell, if there are people who are looking for you and you are being chased and you are uh, an escapee, as it were. 
get ourselves out of the city, let things die down a little bit? Absolutely. I'll make sure to change my profile as often possible. Hat on, hat on. Collar up, collar down. Coat on, coat off. Mark it on. I just love wardrobe changes. Who does? So we'll put the time at about a little bit past noon. So you have still several hours of light left. Uh, if you were interested in trying to venture out to Poise, it would be a train ride that you would most likely take at this time of year uh, because it's winter time. Uh, and it's not very far, uh, but it's it's more like a day trip. Like you go, you might stay overnight and then you might return or that, that sort of thing. Uh, but not too far away if that was what you're interested in doing. But you also have several hours left in the day if there's other things that you wanted to try to accomplish as well. Uh, so sort of up to you all. Talk amongst yourselves. Say we go back think, to the room. Oh, sorry. I think the the only other options, I, I believe, uh, based on what we know so far, would be possibly trying to track down the worker or the nurse if we wanted to try to get more information about what happened at the asylum, unless we feel like that's a dead end. I feel like that ship has sailed. Yes. Well, let's go back to the room. And she was appreciative of what we did for her, but the body language said that's where this ends. Mm. I would know. I trust you in such matters, Killian. To the room. To the room. Okay. Let's get our stuff. Our room train. Go to Kentucky or wherever it is we're going today. <laughs> okay. So uh, if that's the case, we, we head on back. Uh, the uh, So the Sheraton Asylum is like far to the southeast, essentially, uh, of Paris. Uh, I even put it on the map for if you wanted to, to see it. Uh, and so you're kind of heading back up uh, into the sort of more central area uh, of Paris itself when you return to your hotel. Uh, so by the time you get there, it's middle of the afternoon, I would say, you know, jumping on you know, you took a taxi, maybe you took uh, you took transit, whatever it is you prefer. But you make it back to the uh, to the rooms, no problems. Uh, if there's nothing anybody wants to do, we can either say you go try to get trains now or you wait until the morning to take a train. Uh, it's, it's your call. Would you try to want would you want to try to get there? And knowing that you're going to arrive, if you, if you were to if you were to go this afternoon, if you're going to try to go to the train station this afternoon, you would likely arrive at night. Uh, which means you would end up staying there, uh, or you can try to, you know, stay stay the night here and then sort of travel in the morning. It's, it's up to you if there's a preference. The question I'm is, a very smart woman. I agree with getting out of town. The question is, do you think they would arrive to the hotel first, or would they just wait at the train station, knowing that we're likely to flee? There's no good answer there. Uh, at least if we go to the hotel, we can get our overnight bags and I can get my rifle. And if they give us trouble, I'll just shoot them. Blast them. Blast them. Let's, let's get our things and go. Let's make like a tree. A tree okay, with I'm, gun arms. <laughs> okay. I, I might agree that the sooner we get to the train station, the better. Okay. 
All right. So you head back. Are you going to main? Are you going to keep your rooms uh, here yes. at at the hotel? You're just gonna you're just gonna take your thing. Okay. So you're gonna keep your rooms here. Uh, we'll say that you're able to take the train out of. Let's see. Uh, yeah, you'll be able to. So you're not too far away. You would actually be taking the train out of Gare Saint Lazare, which is just kind of north of where you guys are staying. So it's actually a quick jaunt. Uh, over to the train station there. There is one more train heading out, so we'll get there essentially by my evening time. Uh, this is, in, you know, incidental funds, so all of you are able to uh, to get your packs. Uh, is, are, are people taking, are there specific things you're taking? I would say if you're, if you're, the only thing I really care about so much, obviously, is weapons, so if you're taking weapons, just like denote that, let me know. Uh, and, taking uh, my rifle. Okay. All right. It's Which in, I'm uh, taking weapons. Case. Yeah, in a case, I would imagine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and so you're heading out to the suburbs, uh, just uh, stacked up with weapons. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so if that's the case, do. we'll just sort of, you know, we'll fast, fast forward a bit. Uh, you uh, you hop on the train probably, uh, you know, four o'clock or so in the afternoon. Uh, the train kind of winds through as you're kind of traveling northwestwardly uh, and somewhat westwardly through a series of other small suburban towns. You can kind of see the, the larger, more grandiose buildings of Paris start to fade away. Uh, you go through some uh, some hamlets as well. Uh, you get to the Forêt des Saint-Germain, which I think it's just like a big freaking forest. Uh, so it's a dense, uh, very kind of brooding expanse of woods where you just sort of lose sight of any buildings for a little while. Uh, for those of you that are by windows, you look out, you see there's animal tracks that are in the snow on either side of the train. Uh, and and it's and it's a, it's a decent amount of time. It's not that long of a trip, but because you make a series of stops here and there along the way, it kind of elongates the travel. Uh, but it's uh, the longest stretches through this forest. And eventually it kind of opens up uh, and there's the sun is sort of starting to fade a bit as you start to arrive and 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 you know, move past the forest itself. You can see these large fields, these uh, kind of covered in snow uh, as far as the eye can see. And then you start to see these small houses begin to pop up here and there. Uh, and eventually you feel the train kind of come to a, to a kind of starting to slow down. Uh, you see the Seine, the river kind of continues to, to weave. Uh, it's just a few dozen yards away from where your train starting to slow down and stop. You can see the banks are, are very bleak. And you can see all these different boats that are either just kind of capsized near the near the bank itself or just covered and filled with icy water. Uh, but you hear the, the whistle, you hear in French, those of you who can speak it, a call to get off the, get off the train. Uh, you are in the suburbs, which means that uh, you're not necessarily going to have as easy a time of, you know, running into folks who are uh, multilingual, more than likely. Uh, but when you hop on down, it's a wooden platform. You look around, you see a a town square, uh, you can see that there is a, uh, there's like a cafe restaurant. There's a Hotel de Rune uh, nearby. You can see a sign for that as well. Kind of, and this uh, painted nicely over some sort of, you know, kind of placard above. Uh, the town is actually, despite being very cold, it's a little bustling. There, actually, there's a decent amount of activity. You see a whole crowd of people kind of just empty out of this restaurant to come catch this last train for the evening to go back to Paris. Uh, it has the kind of feel of like a like a frontier town in some ways. Uh, the probably the largest building or the thing that sort of stands out in the distance the most is this uh, kind of gothic looking church that sort of looms above the the town square. You can see these like ornate 
rose windows and stained glass and like the fading light of the sun is kind of reflecting off of it here and there. Uh, anybody who would like uh, or feels that they would be, uh, you know, looking around, getting a keen eye can roll a spot hidden here if you like. Oh, I failed. It's a fail for Grigori. Look at the outline of that stained glass. Imagine the picture you could frame right here. Okay. I was uh, succeeded with a 52 under 60. Okay, so all of you who succeeded, you're as you're scanning around, uh, there's a handful of, you know, storefronts and shops and stuff. Like, again, small, think like, again, frontier town, American West is sort of what, what you should imagine in your heads. Covered in snow. People, you know, bustling onto the train, couple getting out, others seeming to spread out as as you are passing the last curve of the train, you can see these different like distant farmhouses and, and, and small little groupings of houses that are nowhere near the town center. And you can see people are kind of scattering off in different directions. Uh, those of you who passed, you notice that there's one bit of English that you actually see anywhere. Everything else is written in French as right across the, the train platform. Uh, near this the, this hotel restaurant called La Rose Blanche is uh, is a pharmacy, uh, and you can see that it's written in, it's written in French, but there's like a like a broadside on the ground, and one and also says written in English English chemist. Uh, so you get the sense that at least one place in this town has someone who's English speaking. Uh, Joseph, I would say the other thing you probably notice uh, with your uh, your extreme success there, uh, you can see that kind of beyond the church in uh, a little further in the distance. And you can see like there's a, a group of people, uh, mostly women and children, maybe about a, like maybe a half mile, almost almost a full mile off to the uh, to the east a bit. Uh, there's a very large and grim building. And you can see there's a, kind of got this sort of austere grim stone wall that surrounds it. And you can see there's women uh, with these, Kind of long, heavy skirts and kind of furs over top of them, and there's children as well, kind of lingering outside of it. Uh, that's the only other other building that kind of differs from some of what you're seeing otherwise. So, hey, Reggie, what do you make of that building over there? Oh, what's that? Oh, I didn't notice that. I know there's someone here who speaks the king's English, though. Finally, that's fortunate. <laughs> What do you think? Go check I got some leftover croissants. Hand them over to little tykes. Yeah, yeah. Let's go check that out. Okay. So you want to go to the to that chemist across the way? Is that what is that what I heard? I hear that right? That or no, there's women and children over the where Joseph oh, okay. noticed. Is that right, what you're yeah. thinking? bread at them and see if they talk. <laughs> okay. So the two of you start trekking across. Do the rest are of we, you follow or do you go elsewhere? Yeah. Uh, uh, do we need to retrieve down? Wait, what? Do we need to retrieve jam, Joseph? Jam? Jam. Oh, for the croissants. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if they're just throwing stale bread at children, those children can survive without jam. Well, perhaps we would get some extras for us. We could. Or we could secure a room or go... Uh, you pointed out that the chemist here talks English, speaks English. I think that's the right way to say that. Yeah, I think I'll, <laughs> I think we should tag along. Keep an eye out for jam. You do know well. the difference between jelly and jam, right? Uh, it must be jelly because jam don't shake. I'll tell you later. Oh, okay. 
Okay, so Gregory and Killian are going to the chemist to look for jam, or am I just? <laughs> That's... No, it, that was just his way of saying we should go with them. Okay. Uh, and Pema, you do not see a library uh, anywhere, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. All right. So, uh, so Pema would probably go get a room then. Okay, so if Kill- responsible. so Pema, you're going to go over. You're going to very easily. You can find a hotel that the Hotel de, de, de Rune. I know I'm not pronouncing that correctly, and I I don't care anymore. To me. I just don't care anymore. Uh, so you're going to head over, and that's not going to be an issue. I'll say Pema. Well, we can start with you. It's going to take you a little bit, a little time, but when you head over there, there are four rooms available. Uh, they uh, they that, and that is that is all they have. Uh, individual rooms themselves, individual beds, uh, nothing fancy, no major suites or anything like that. Uh, but you have four rooms. Uh, if you mention that you have a fifth among you, they 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 say they could bring in a cot or something into one of the rooms. But otherwise, uh, you're able to to sort of take care of some furnishings for yourselves for the night. Uh, they also the uh, the attendant, since you you speak French just fine, so this conversation is perfectly perfectly easy. Uh, they also reference the the restaurant attached to the hotel, uh, basically the White Rose, uh, that it's only open for a little bit longer. So if you're interested in getting any 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 you know, supper for the night, then you'll have to do it relatively quickly. Uh, and that after that time, there's really nothing available as the town kind of closes down at this point. Uh, those of you who walked over towards where the women and the sort of children were uh, were kind of gathering around. Uh, it is a, uh, yeah, the, the building you're kind of looking at, it's very, it's got, it's got a grim look to it. There's, uh, kind of this long shadows being cast out, you know, out towards the, the east, kind of as the sun kind of almost is almost fully gone. Now you can see there's very high walls that seem to surround it. Uh, and you can see iron gates as well. Uh, I would say any of you would kind of get the feel that this, this definitely looks a bit like a prison. Uh, you see that there are, in addition to, you know, women and children that are around, some of which are, are actively arguing uh, with these uh, these guards who are out front of these gates. Uh, and you can hear the sounds of like children wailing. There's a very heavy, heavy amount of, uh, of there's a very healthy rat population that you see scurrying like down here and there, like disappearing underneath these small holes uh, in this old gate. Uh, you don't really actually see any prisoners themselves. You can't get a good view of it. Uh but uh, is any are any of you dressed finely? Like, do any of do any of you consider yourselves dressed very well? I mean, Colza said we were bringing our weapons, so that meant I put on my Rough Rider outfit. Uh, Killian almost always dressed as well. I'm wearing a suit. <laughs> All right, would you look? Would you? We're say ridiculous. Would, would any of you say you look like like a perf- like professional, like a a professional looking suit or an administrator or anything like that? No. Okay, I no, probably so would. Really. Coming from like law enforcement agencies and such, yeah, it probably makes sense that I'm wearing something. Uh, if that's the case, then as you're walking near or through this small grouping of women and children, uh, a few of them, a few of the women come up to you and they start just babbling to you in French. Uh, I would say, Reggie, you don't quite know what they're saying, uh, but uh, Joseph, if you're nearby, you're welcome to roll a French test to see if you're able to translate this with any amount of accuracy. Excellent. Let's see how badly I botched this. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that's a crit fail. Uh, yep. That's a crit fail with a 100. I slapped um, the child for his impertinence. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so how dare you say that to my friend? So you you can't quite get exactly what she's saying, but you you know she's you think she's propositioning Reggie in some way. Uh, you're not sure exactly what for, but you also see that as she kind of comes up and kind of grabs him a little bit by the arm and is like, it's like, oh, Monsieur, but the me at that, and just kind of goes off in like this, this, this tangent of French. You do see her children are kind of starting to group around Reggie as well, uh, and some of them are like kind of tugging, uh, like you Quick, know, on his, throw the stale bread at their face. <laughs> Wait, what did you do? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's just being yeah. a little too silly. No, it's fine. I don't know. I can't make head or tail of what she's saying. She's trying to proposition you, possibly. That seems strange. Really? Hmm. You are oh, handsome. Are. I thank you. I am a handsome fellow. I'm quite forward here. These French people here in the middle of the square. Hmm. What do I do? What is she? What are the children saying? Wait. I wasn't paying any attention, but I do speak a little French. Do you? She is she propositioning? She propositioning me? What's going on here? The maker repeat it. You there? Repeat that French phrase. Grigori, <laughs> roll of French death. <laughs> Okay. I failed. I have a nine in luck. French. You can spend 14 luck? I do. Okay. You're going to spend it? I spent it. Okay. So from what you can gather, uh, we'll say it's not a it's not a word for word translation, but from what you can gather, she is she is asking, she she seems to have mistaken Reginald, at least, if not the rest of you, for people who work at the prison. And they're and, and she's essentially uh, begging Reggie to take a note in to her husband who is inside the prison, and it's a, they they ha, they ha, she hasn't she and her her children haven't seen her husband in, in in quite some time and like would he please if he's going inside just just take a note that's it. Uh, it's it's quite easy actually. She wants us to take this note into the prison, and I do something with it. Possibly give it to her husband. Husband? I thought she was propositioning me. What a floozy. Listen, we're in Europe. Things are different here. Try not to judge. Perhaps she just wanted a little Reggie in the full effect. Mm. So different oh, in the old world. Um, <laughs> uh, sure, lady. I'll take the, take the note. And so uh, she looks over to Gregory. Then she looks at Reginald. And I, I don't think it's probably dawned on her yet that it's strange that you didn't understand what she was saying. And you're a prison guard in a French prison. So it hasn't dawned on her, but she looks so overjoyed. And she's think she looks very, very tired. And she thanks you and she thanks you. And she she kind of she hands over this this note, this kind of perfumed envelope with a little wax seal. The kids start loading up these like balls of paper where that looks like they have drawings or something into your pockets reggie uh, and they're all kind of hugging reggie here and there and then they come over and they give gregory a hug and then she like rounds like their her three you know her three rugrats up and they start kind of marching off this all takes place in maybe 10 minutes or so as the strange conversations happening how the hell do we know who her husband is <laughs> <laughs> she, that's a, she would have been actually question 
She would have mentioned his name. She would have mentioned his name. The <laughs> oh, thing is, we're going to go around the corner and open this up and read it anyways before we go in. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we're um, good people. You are so good. Uh, so as the sun goes down, you can see it gets, gets, gets a little dark around here. The crowd starts to split up a bit. You can see a lot of people start going home. Uh, some are, are casting very heavy aspersions as a few of the guards that uh, didn't uh, didn't listen to their pleas. You see a couple torches or lanterns, I should say. Uh, uh, lamps kind of start uh, kind of going on here and there, kind of giving some light around. But it's still still a few people lingering for a little bit longer, hoping for a chance to go in. Um, but otherwise, what do you want to do? Wait, are we actually going into the prison? I, I don't know. Do you think they'll let us just wander in there? So Pema comes back at this point. She's gone gone off. She's gotten rooms for the night. She's gotten mm-hmm. keys. She comes back and says, uh, y- y- you all haven't gone very far. Uh, no, I think we've somehow managed to commit ourselves to a prison break. Uh, did you expect us to? I, I'm, I'm sorry. We are, we are breaking someone out of prison. Yes. Uh, Mr. Abernathy has become smitten with a woman, uh, and he is a token of his love. We are going to break her husband out. I don't understand the complexities of it, but once again, Europe. Aren't you you European? Just yes. (laughs) To get, and so she has keys for hotel rooms. I just went to get some, I thought we were going to climb through rubble in the morning. Absolutely. Can't wait to do it. I don't think Reggie's really planning on marrying this woman. He might take the children. I don't know. But he wants nothing to do with her. And he might be passing a note to the woman's husband. Okay. So we'll just go to the prison tomorrow, say that we want to visit with this gentleman, have a visit with the gentleman, and pass Absolutely. a Absolutely. Let's go right now. First, there's... Are there hours for such things? I don't know. I don't read French. I would propose this. We're very charming people. We all know this. However, we've had a slight bit of awkward luck. Also, some run-ins with the law. Perhaps we wait to deal with this prison until after we've done what we came here to do. That sounds like a fantastic idea. And did you say this is like a wax-sealed... The envelope is, yeah. It's like, you know, it's a classic envelope, little little stamp on one side. Take a knife and just perfumed. pop it off. Should we do wait, that? wait, wait. No, boil some tea. What? Get the steam. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. It's, 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 All right, so, back to the... Let's go find a cafe. Okay. Some, some reading materials for our drinks later this evening. Okay. So it's not as grandiose a hotel as you have come from. Uh, you are in the suburbs. Uh, you're at a... Comparatively, you're at like a Holiday Inn Express. Uh, so you're, you know, you, there's, there's a restaurant, uh, and like, like I said, the Pema, you, you get in there just, you're the people who come in right as they're packing up and you want food, you want drink, you get some, some dirty glares, uh, from from the various folks who work here, uh, but they, uh, attend to you nonetheless. And so whatever drinks you want, whatever food you want, you're able to get it. Uh, make sure to tip them well and buy them each a drink. Okay. Uh, Okay, they'll take the tips with the... That'll help a little bit, but at the same time, 
this does go on for a little while. You're talking, you're eating. So you're, you're getting, you're getting the, the, you're basically feeling that they don't want you here anymore. Um, so what is, what are you doing then? Are you actually going to try to pry this thing open and look into it? Yes. Yes. We're going to read it. All right. Absolutely. Uh, so are you caring about whether you can reseal it or make it seem as though no one? Okay. Yes. Uh, if that's the case, uh, let's see what I want you to, I don't know. What are we thinking? A sleight of hand, maybe? Uh, Who would best be good at that? Not Pema. I'll, I'll take an op, you know, if anyone has another idea, shout it out. But uh, sleight of hand was my first Sleight of hand? Thought. I can do sleight of hand. Should I try it? Yeah, like if there was a counterfeit skill, but I don't see one. Yeah. I don't see one. And Neither Chuck I. might be talking, but he's muted, so we can't hear him. I am still muted. Yes. <laughs> uh, I have a little skill in sleight of ham or sight of ham. Sight of ham. <laughs> sight of ham. I like the roll sight of ham. <laughs> I like the roll sight of ham. He just always has meat rum ham. Shamble rum somewhere. Shamble. Uh, I got 60 in sleight of hand. I can roll You will go for it. Nice. And yes, we do have plenty of audience dice if anyone wants an extra. Woo! Oh, you don't need it. That's wow. You have the slight of all the hands. Slight of all the first rodeo. And, okay. and all the sides of ham in France. So you, you're able to, to very easily, uh, without much difficulty, use maybe the candle, like some, or, or maybe you got some, uh, maybe you, you get some soup or something and some of the steam or whatever it is. And we're going to very carefully peel back the wax seal without breaking the paper. Uh, and you hand it over. I would, if you roll, if you give it to Pema at a 40%, no issues, Joseph, even I think at 20, you would, you would probably be okay since it's not being, it's, it's just reading as opposed to being spoken quickly. Um, but as you read through it, 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 it seems like a fairly mundane letter from, uh, a family to their missing husband and father, uh, so you see like really basic things like, you know, my dearest husband, saying uh i hope this this letter finds you well unfortunately the guards once again have denied all of us visitation uh they continue uh to to cite the the sickness going through the prison as cause that is for our safety uh, as much as it is yours i i truly hope that you have not gotten ill the way that we have heard some prisoners have and that if you have it all has also gone through you quickly. The children are doing fine. They are healthy but hungry. We have been able to maintain through the winter without having to borrow too heavily from our neighbors and friends. We have stockpiled and provisioned well. When spring breaks, I'm looking to, to take work at the chemist. And if I'm there, I have been assured by... I got to get the name right because I forget the name. Uh, by Monsieur Esperandu, that he will take me on full time until you are released. Uh, with love, and then it kind of signs her name, and then you can see like the ch- some of the children have tried writing their names as well, uh, and uh, you can tell some of them are not quite there yet, but you can kind of piece it together. And that is the letter. So they've been denied access to visitation due to an illness going through the prison. Yeah, that's what you're. That's what it seems like. In a oh, fantastic! Earlier, 
Earlier investigation, wasn't there mention of a strange sickness after that uh, scuffle with the strange man? Oh. Hmm. I wonder, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if the doctor also came across it. Or if that's something different entirely. Did you all agree to some sort of payment for putting ourselves at risk of going into this prison to deliver this letter? No. I don't really I know if we actually... Like reading other people's mail. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> may be the I entirety. It's true. It's not a federal offense here. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Good to know. Good to know. Anyway. And so the... Uh, Esperandu was the name of the farm, the pharmacist. Yeah, then? so the the pharmacist, the 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 chemist that uh, who has the English on on their sign outside, uh, Monsieur Esperandu. Monsieur, I can never Monsieur Monsieur. I I cannot do French. I can't do French. It's like the worst <laughs> language for me. Why did I pick this campaign? <laughs> we'll be should out of Paris. I should have done Beyond the Mountains of Madness. It's so much easier. Oh goodness. Okay. So, uh, right. so yeah, we'll say some time passes, and at a certain point, uh, you can see that the the staff comes over to you and is far less uh, far less subtle about uh, about you all being there too long. Uh, Monsieurs, Madame, you must go now. Or quoi? Yeah. Goodbye. Ah. What? <laughs> And so you get shuffled out of the restaurant as they close it down. Uh, at this point, it's it's dark. Uh, the bustling that you saw in the activity in the town uh, when you first arrive is almost nothing. Uh, like you can see a handful of folks moving about here and there, but there's nowhere near. There hasn't been a train for some time. Uh, you can see there's scattered bits of lantern light in various buildings and homes and such here and there. But otherwise, it definitely seems like this place has kind of gone dead uh, as uh, after 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 sunset. Um and again, it's a suburb, so it doesn't take that long to get into the city. And so you would imagine that if anyone has a nightlife, it's people who might just go into to Paris for the night and then come back in the morning type of deal. Uh, so anything you wanted to do tonight? Uh, Pamela, kind of as she's kind of going through, kind of laying out her things for the evening, um, she's just going to um, kind of as she's, kind of going through her her belongings, she sort of sets out um, kind of on the nightstand next to her, you know, kind of her, I imagine she has some sort of a, kind of a fine, you know, kind of handkerchief of sorts. Um, and wrapped in that, she has this um, wooden bead that sort of had been colored at some point, you know, kind of a, a decent size. Um, and she just, you can tell there's sort of a, routine for her, you know, kind of that she'll kind of lay out the, the handkerchief and just sort of kind of rub the bead a little bit and just kind of set it down and before she goes off to sleep for the night. Okay. Uh, so there are four rooms. There are five of you. Who doubled up? Uh, Joseph and I. Okay. I insist on taking the cut. These beds are too soft. All right. Can I get luck tests from Grigori, Killian, and Pema, please? Oh. Bad folks. Terrible stuff. Nope. Fail. I failed by one. 35 over 34. Oh, lock it up. Lock it up. 
I can't because yeah. it's a log test. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had that thought and then realized that that was not an option. <laughs> we all failed. Bed bugs. Okay. Uh, it's okay. Uh, don't, it's fine. It's fine. Um, all right. So everyone goes to bed, go through your normal routines, whatever it might be. Killian, you're, you're in your room. Uh, paint a picture for us in terms of like, uh, does, does Killian have any kind of nighttime ritual? Does he do anything in particular? Does he have specific sleeping attire, anything like that? Yeah, he's very, he's very, um, uh, ritualistic with his clothes. Like, no, that's not the right, right word, but like he takes extra care with his clothing because he knows that his appearance is extremely important with what he does. Um, so, uh, Imagine, like, if uh, uh, the guy from Breaking Bad, Los Poyos Hermanos, uh, that character were to be going to bed, <laughs> he'd, okay. he'd be essentially doing that. Okay. So you go through the whole process, you set things up, you have kind of a, you know, on this this dresser, you've set up some of your, uh, your various uh, accoutrements, and you lie down. Uh, it's kept relatively warm in here despite the winter and you fall asleep without much, uh, much difficulty. Uh, some time passes. You don't quite know how much, but you wake, uh, to the feeling of this gentle caress on your face. It's gentle, but it's extremely icy and it kind of starts you, your eyes, burst wide open. There's a little bit of light left over in the room, maybe from a, a candle that's been dripping down lower and lower. And there is this horrible scent that's like right underneath your nostrils. And when you look down, you see the hand that's kind of caressing you has these gnarled, discolored, but extremely odorous fingernails. That's exactly where the scent is coming from. And when you track the, the hand, you see it connects to an arm, which connects to a torso of a man that is currently hovering above you and is partially corporeal and then partially kind of seems to be emerging at this point out of this sort of tuft of smoke. And his legs suddenly form and they drop onto the ground and he looks at you and he's got this long, long, uh, you know, long face, very pointed, pointed chin, high cheekbones. Uh, he, uh, and he starts asking you questions. Um, but unfortunately they're in French. So he just, he just starts looking at you. Well, do they, mon and he's got this kind of gnarled voice to it. How do you, what do you, how do you react, Killian? How are you reacting to all of this? Uh, I start to sit up and I say, am I dreaming? Um, and then like in English, his hand that was on your face goes down onto your chest and with surprising strength and a great deal of coldness, he just pushes you back down into the bed. So you're not able to get up. And again, he's just sort of like hovering over top of you. 
He and his, you can see his brow furrows. And he asks you another question. But you can see that he's getting a little bit angry at the fact that you didn't respond. So he asks another one. Uh, so I, uh, I'm going to try to attempt with my any check for language. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You can roll. You take roll. some extras from the audience if you want. We've got plenty. Exactly. I'll take if it. you wanted to. <laughs> so, yeah. Nah, it ain't happening. So, <laughs> um, I didn't see the roll. What, what was it? It was uh, 62 out of 10. So it would have been 62 out of 20. You could push. Yes, that's true. You can push. How do you push? So you just re-roll it again. But what mm -hmm. happens is, is that if you do fail this next time, there will be a consequence. Meaning like it's not necessarily, a, you know, a, it's, it's, it, I'm not saying it's worth doing or not worth doing. That's just the mechanic of it. Like you push yeah. and if you fail on the push, there is a, a potentially severe consequence. I don't think that's worth it. Um, so since I can't understand it, I'm simply uh, going to say uh, parlez-vous English? <laughs> parlez-vous English? You... Uh, you see a snarl just start to contort as his lip comes up and just just creates this sort of waving effect. You see these discolored teeth and that hand that was on your chest suddenly clasps and you feel those, those gnarled kind of pointy, this odorous fingernails sink into your chest. Ugh. And with a great strength, lifts you and hurls you across the room. You smash into that dresser where you had set up all your belongings. The the candle <laughs> kind of goes wavering. Some of the, the hot, like, dripping wax drips down onto your forehead. You hear the crack of a mirror, uh, and you kind of land onto the ground. You're going to take... Uh, oh, goodness. Uh, you're going to take nine points of damage. Hmm. And I need That's you to roll fun. a sand test. Okay. Success so far. <laughs> success on the sand? Okay. Mm -hmm. You take one point of sanity loss then. That's the minimum, even for a success. Mm. He looks towards you at this point once more, but he doesn't charge at you. He just, you see, just starts to kind of fade. And that kind of corporeal face chest what? legs just kind of start to fade wait wait and he's good yeah go ahead. Wake, wake up grigori uh i'll give grigori anyone can roll at this point a listen test at we'll say um but i'm gonna want a hard success since you guys are presumably sleeping mm. so listen oh there we go Hard success, you said? Yeah, I'm going to want a hard success. Nope. You can always spend luck, too. Don't forget. <laughs> Reginald, uh, critical failed. Uh, so uh, you've lost your hearing for a day. <laughs> you have tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're sharing stories and eating s'mores in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear something? Did you hear something? Nah. Okay. Just turn up the radio. So you shout. So killing, you shout. Uh, and you can watch as this guy, this, this just sort of begins to just fade and sort of disappear into the darkness of the room. All right. Uh, at that moment, I would go to shake 
Grigori awake because we're in the room together, but I don't know if that would matter. Uh, no, the only person, the only two that were actually sharing a room were Joseph and Reginald. That's why I asked. Oh, yeah. we were sharing rooms in the other hotel. Right. Exactly. Okay. This is just all individual small rooms. But yeah, if you okay. want to run out of your room to go next door to his room, that's totally fine. If that's what you want to do. That's yeah. He's going to do that in his small clothes. You, you, you move the, the door comes over. You got blood kind of coming down one side, one side of like maybe a, from a, a little cut where you kind of broke the mirror. The other side, you can feel the hot wax is kind of starting to congeal. You run out. Uh, it's very quiet in the hotel. Uh, really, the only sound is the sound of like your your footsteps creaking on on the floor here and there. And you go up to Gregory. Gregory, do you leave your door locked? At, uh, do you like kind of lock it or bar it? Anything at night? I, with the yes, previous encounters, it would be locked. Okay, so you knock on the door, <laughs> knock on the, and at this point, Gregory, you easily hear the the knocking ah. on your specific door. Okay, up and at him. You open up, and there you see Killian and all, and this this terrified state. And not only that, but you can see he's got blood beginning to blossom on his chest, little bits, not nothing. You're not like not not too much. <clears throat> it's just these little points where the the fingernails stabbed in. And your small clothes, your beautiful small clothes, uh, have been partially damaged. Well, no time to talk. Come with me. Oh, okay. And we'll go back to my room. I'm bringing my rifle. Okay. No, no, so no. You... <laughs> no time. You go back. Oh, no. The it was sleeping in the bed next to me. It's good to oh, go. Okay. <laughs> Glad we didn't have to hear about Gregory's nighttime rituals. I was prepared, but you didn't ask. <laughs> so the two of you go back into the room. Again, it's very dark in here. There's uh, from the when there was a small kind of candle that was dying. But this uh, when you smash into it, Killian, like it kind of started to send the candle wobbling at this point. Gregor, you can go back into your room, fetch a lantern. And then in moments later, you're back in Killian's room at this point. You can see that the dresser has been has been splintered in various places uh, where Killian came into it. You can see the mirror in which was on a top, was atop it that has been completely shattered. Uh, and you can see all of his things that were set atop of it. Most of them have been scattered left and right onto the ground. And, uh, and that is all you see other than other furniture, of course. Mm. Are there windows but, in the room? Uh, everyone does have, it does have a window. Yeah. It is winter time, so unless you tell me otherwise, I presume you keep the window closed. Yeah. Yes, I will just check for signs of breaking and entering. Check the window, see if it's been opened, see if there's, there's any a ghost signs of here, moisture. Um, uh, ghosts are much harder to shoot, so I'm going to presume you're wrong. Well, he was speaking to me in French. Not everyone who speaks French is a ghost. And besides, how do you say English in French? Uh, English. Hmm. Then I guess he didn't understand me when I asked him if he spoke English. Or he did, didn't he? He's just pompous and doesn't like English speakers. Hmm. Uh, Grigori, uh, roll a spot hidden test if you're searching for signs yes. of break-in. I Killian, you're welcome spotting, to do that too. As oh, well. I actually pass. Look at that. That's a one star success. No, okay. Killian's off his game. Probably hands shaking. It was a very intense mm -hmm. moment, right? 
Gregory, you look around, you check the window, you see no signs of it having been forced open. It's closed, curtains are drawn. Uh, there's a little latch that kind of keeps it down. Uh, you check the door, other than like a quick scrape, you, you, you think from maybe when Killian was opening the door with, with some expediency, you don't see any signs that the lock has been messed with in any particular way. He lifted me with one hand and his fingernails in my chest. Uh, uh, he threw uh, me across the room. That is intense. Let's see the wounds where he treated you like a bowling ball. What? It's a he, like, like he grabbed you. Not familiar with that. It's fine. I'll say that there's been enough noise at this point that Joseph, Reginald, Pema, you all can wake up at the sound of there's, there seems to be a bit of a commotion outside, uh, outside in the hallway, or maybe in one of the neighboring rooms. <laughs> so that's what my therapist helped me understand. It was perfectly normal for there to be a star vampire in my bathroom. Been fine ever since. <laughs> We're sitting on the floor playing patty cake while talking. <laughs> I really talking about who you're going to marry when you grow up. <laughs> hey, what was that? Oh, God. Sounds like Gregory. Quick, grab a gun. Okay, so you go out into the into the hall and you look in and you can see that there is Killian and Gregory. They're looking around the room. Killian is is kind of looking at some kind of wound on his chest. You can see he also has suffered. Like you, I said, probably when the, when the three of you, presuming you, you're up as well, Pema, when you come into the room mm -hmm. or you look into the room, it it looks a mess, especially that dresser, which is just shattered, and the the mirror as well. You can see that there's blood all down Killian's back, likely where some of those shard, you know, those those shards of of wood kind of scraped into his his body. But he's also kind of fiddling a little bit at this point as he and Gregory are talking with something on his chest. Uh, it is a mess in here. Hello. Oh, if I could... Hello. What happened? Uh, a French ghost came in and threw Cillian across the room. He wanted to ask me some questions. Now I'm familiar, ghosts. I'm an occultist. Normally they don't touch you like this and cut you. Well, he was formed of smoke. And then as I was waking up, his leg turned solid. And he was, he was disappearing. When I Where'd left. he come from? I don't know where he come from. I don't know where he go. Which way did he leave? Not going to finish it. Don't worry, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> he was leaving, I, standing right here. I checked the windows and the doors and the walls, and I didn't find any sign of exiting or entrancing. I think that's the right way to phrase that. <laughs> yes, it was like it was like he was an apparition that formed solid. <laughs> Can I... uh, Killian, can can you recall any of the French words that he used? Did any remain in your mind? Uh, uh, roll an intelligence test to say. <laughs> see, see uh, intelligence. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm going to try to gather supplies to do a little bit of first aid on our poor friend here. I don't want to get germs not... from a French ghost. Yeah, I'll take that another audience will go away. point. Uh, no, even at a 60, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, you know what? Let's use four luck. Why not? Okay. Yeah. 
Could I roll like a cult or something to just maybe based off the description, what he explained and everything to maybe jog my memory or just investigate the room or uh you're hmm is there anything i don't I can do here? i don't know if there's anything in your memory that would na- basically mm-hmm. kick up um but you can you can roll a cult test uh yeah roll a cult test maybe there's something you can get just regular um, okay yeah just regular it's fine uh extreme success so there's been a lot of term like the, the, them throwing the term ghost around a lot, which it might well be, especially this idea of coming from this, this, right, this sort of state of incorporealness. This is what's killing things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Reginald, while that might be true, it, it doesn't necessarily align entirely with maybe what you're thinking, especially that if Killian starts to explain the whole story, the idea of like, the fists, like the, the, the fingers and everything kind of reaching in kind of come, like it might ghost might be an understatement. It might be something different, might be something more. Um, and I would say looking around, I would also say Reginald that it's, it's, well, you didn't do spot hidden. You do notice that there are like vents here and there for like where heat is probably being pumped in from the furnace and everything. Uh, and so if this idea of it being, if at any point it kind of vanished or if it became incorporeal or whatever, there are other ways in and out of the room besides just door and window. Uh, but if, if this idea of incorporeal is a, is a possibility, uh, that's, I don't think you would be able to get anything more specific. Sure. That, though. But I don't think it's a ghost. It doesn't sound like it doesn't align probably with this standard ghost uh, checklist, so to speak. Okay. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's not a ghost. It's something far more sinister. There's vents here. We should check these out. It may have gotten in and out that way. It could be a man, a man using magic. We should investigate. Yeah, so I I did use luck uh, in an audience point to succeed that, so Killian will just say, like, I don't know, it sounded like uh, or something like that. So I would say what he's able to translate what he's able to con- convey to you, Pema, it sounds like it's a lot of basic questions, uh, though some of them don't sound like French words. Uh, you, I would say with your with your background, Pema, as a zoologist and as a biologist, some of them actually sound Latin, then mixed with French. And so you weren't there, but you might think maybe there were two different languages that could have potentially been being spoke at some point. Um, but it's really just basic questions like, who are you? What are you doing? Where are you from? Why are you here? Those types of things. Um, what are you after? Uh, like really like nothing, nothing more grandiose than that. Uh, this is very interesting. It doesn't necessarily seem to be asking you a whole lot that connects to what we are doing other than. Uh, being a bit nosy, perhaps, about what we're doing. I wonder if there are any stories of this particular establishment experiencing such hauntings. Out of character, didn't something in the note also talk about someone being touched by a man and being cursed or ill or something? Didn't we hear something mm-hmm. earlier? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> I'll pull the note out of my jammies. <laughs> hey, remember this thing that we read earlier? Exactly. That's what I was talking about earlier. We talked about a man being touched by a man and then cursed. 
And now the ladies and the children can't see the man. Somebody check this man. Is he cursed? I don't know. I'm we trying also, to pull the glass out of his back. We also heard the event at the asylum that someone was claiming to have been attacked mm-hmm. by a dead man. And I suppose a apparition of sorts could also be a dead man. I was well, perceived as such, certainly. I'm going to need a drink. All right, well, sit still for a second. Just I'll a second. Go get you some booze. Appreciate it, chap. Can't borrow plus 10. Of course. All right, I'll do that. I'll just roll it normal and no. Oh, it would succeed. Yay. Ha-ha. I have no clue what first aid does in this game. Sorry, I, just, I was looking something up. What uh, what, what did you do? I'm basically just doing first aid to get glass out of his back and not leave him a bloody mess. Okay, so I think the I'm trying to remember the rules of first of like straight Call of Cthulhu. I think it's just like you get one hit point back within the hour of when the wound happened. I think that's what it is if it's first aid. If that's what you're rolling. Yeah, I just don't want him to get an infection or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're able to kind of take out small little splinters and things from within, you know, like the back wound where like you broke into the into the dresser. You take a look at the chest wound and the chest wound, it looks it it, it looks kind of brutal because like it was like using his chest as a handle and then throwing him. So like the like there doesn't look to be any severe bone damage, but definitely some flesh has been ruptured a bit so you can see a couple spots where the fingers kind of reached in uh and grabbed it but he's not dying but he's and you don't i would say with your success you're you don't think you're, there's any nothing strange about the wounds it doesn't look like it's poisoned or infected or anything like that uh but it's going to take a little time for those wounds on the back and the wounds in the chest to heal fully Gillian, this is ugly i'm not gonna lie to you if you ever see that bastard again make sure to cover your heart Okay, he's in after organs or something. No, he's just very strong. Hmm. So, from what I understand, be sure to try and defend yourself. And Actually, also, it's probably best if you just stay away from him. Oh, yes, of course. But in the event that I should meet with him... When he starts asking questions, just start telling him about myself. Is that what I am to take from this? Uh, perhaps. Are there languages that you know other than English? Well, uh, the closest one here that I know is German. Perhaps attempting a different language might be helpful. He was speaking some Latin and oh. French. Yeah, uh, German is nowhere near Latin. Uh, it's quite the opposite when it comes to when Latin was in use. Uh, perhaps then, if, if I were to convince him that I was speaking German, I would just say ba 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 because oh, that's where barbarian came from. Wow. I once heard that from someone. I don't I know if thought it's true it was or not. a song. My bad. Uh, or just make sure that you. Uh... Share a room with Grigori. That's fine too. 
Can I leave and go check out where these vents go down to the boiler Absolutely. room or wherever? Okay. Yeah. So, so if you go start searching around, uh, again, it's not as big and grandiose a hotel as the ones in Paris that you've been staying in. Uh, so this one is a little bit more quaint. Uh, so you're able to kind of get down. There's some attendants that are still on staff here and there. And even at one point as you're going down the staircase uh, down into the lobby area, you see one of them kind of stop you and ask if everything is all right. Like, but to me, monsieur, uh, and they try to speak like really broken English uh, when it looks like you're you're definitely not able to uh, to to answer uh, in French. Um, but you're able to sort of hand wave them away. You start you start exploring. You, yeah, if you're looking for if you're looking for a furnace room, sure, that's not a problem. Um, you have a yeah, you're a locksmith guy. So if there's any yeah, this is probably a decent decent thing for you to do. You're able to get down, I would say, into the sort of cellar area. Uh, there's a kind of a lower level area uh, because it's nighttime. It's there's not a whole lot of people watching you. Uh, you can feel a great deal of heat. You can see this kind of old fashioned like cast iron black metal like it's just uh it's just this heavy heavy heated uh heated room um go ahead and roll spot hidden if you want stream success so as you're looking around uh the one thing i would say with that extreme success that sort of stands out to you uh is that there is kind of a small there's like an exhaust vent down here or exhaust window that's kind of kicked open and you can feel as you get near it the cold air kind of coming through uh it's it's the only kind of open window or open slot to the outside to the exterior of the hotel that you've found thus far it's like right at the very top of a of one of the walls um but at the same time it's very small it's you know maybe a foot in height and maybe three feet in width uh, and there are some bars here and there. So a, a man trying to climb in and out of that would have uh, next to no ability to do so unless aided by some kind of magic or occultic, uh, occultic ability. Okay, nothing else sticks out. Um, I'll go look outside when I'm pleased with... Okay. Looking around the boiler room or whatever, the furnace room. Is there something you're looking for in particular as you as you wander outside? Just I want to go to like where that that opening is, that exhaust vent, and just go up mm -hmm. there and investigate that. Uh so you can do either a spot hidden again or you can do a track. Let's do spot yeah. hidden. It's one of my yeah. better ones. Okay. All right. Uh so looking around, you see no signs of any any tracks, no footprints, no paw prints, nothing like nothing out here to suggest that anyone has walked up to or walked from or bent down and inspected this uh, whatsoever. Um, I will say though, with your heart, with your your heart success, um, that you at one point, as like when you first get out here, it's it's fairly foggy. Uh, like there's a mist in the air and it's very cold. So you're kind of maybe moving, moving pretty quickly. But as you kind of look around and you almost feel like defeated, like, like uh, there's nothing here either. You start to move back to the front of the hotel to go back inside. You notice that the mist is actually much, much thinner, 
much thinner than when you first came out, like noticeably so. And it all happened in a very brief instant, like just in a minute or two, which just seems unfathomable. Like that doesn't make sense at all. Like mists don't, right. don't disperse that quickly. Like weather-wise, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm assuming there's nothing I can do with it. It's just dissipated and it's just gone, right? Uh, that's all I can give you for now. Yeah. So no, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. I will head back upstairs and report my findings to the others. As okay. strange as they may be. All right. Anyone else have something they're looking to do tonight? I had to go get some booze. Kill him because he needs a drink. Okay. Uh, you could... Or do you, did you bring your own? I think no. you guys put, I think you put travel booze on your shopping list. I think you do oh. actually have booze. Yeah. Well, you've got guys. travel booze. Yeah. Thank <laughs> goodness we're planning okay. ahead. All right. Uh, so uh, after experiencing that, Killian's going to try and drink himself to sleep. Okay. Are you going to stay in this room? Or are you going to move into somebody I else's just, room? No, I don't care where I sleep. I just don't want to be alone. No, I, I do apologize for uh, any lack of uh, posterity or, or, you know, being appropriate, but perhaps it would be in our best interest for nobody to sleep by themselves. That may be slightly more awkward for some of us than others, but I say it with good intent. Oh, uh, Gregory and I have traveled before. This is it's not a problem. That we can accommodate. Okay. I suppose I'm with you too. If you want, that's fine. Okay. So you all retire to your rooms once more, killing you, drink yourself to sleep. Nope, no issues. The rest of the night passes uneventfully. No more issues. Everyone sleeps. Maybe you're a little on edge here or there. Maybe a slight creak of a of a floorboard as someone shuffles to a bathroom at night, kind of gets you alert, but otherwise. Nothing else, uh, nothing else happens. You wake up in the morning, killing you. You're feeling very sore. Uh, the wounds on your back, the wounds in your chest, a little bit of a hangover maybe from drinking too much. Um, but otherwise you're, you're fine. Uh, the sun's coming is up as well, even though there's a little bit of an overcast, uh, and it is, it is morning snow covering outside. You can hear some, some conversation happening down below the, restaurant is open once more for breakfast which presumably you all get so the morning has passed what is your plan for today i think we should get back on task and go dig through some rubble or yes who, who wants to go to the prison and deliver this letter <laughs> yeah, I, think, I don't care about the letter anymore i think i need a bit of the hair of the dog that bit me i have more travel booths Maybe we should talk to the English guy over in the, uh, uh yes, he's probably got something that'll help you out. I'm pretty sure it wasn't him either. I mean, it could be. Might have a little Just be on the lookout for. that apparently the letter indicated that lady might be working for the man and we could put ourselves in an awkward position. So a couple of us may want to step back. But she doesn't work for the man yet. Let's go to the chemist and get you some of those new fangled drugs. Okay. Uh, you head over to the chemist. Uh, it is early in the morning. There's not a huge crowd here yet. You can definitely see some activity is starting to 
is starting to, to bustle around. People are looking like they're waiting to get on the train. So there's people that are starting to crowd around the restaurant as you leave. Uh, when you come into the chemist, starts in French. Uh, but uh, if you're looking for something for, you know, for, for your headache, maybe they have an a- aspirin or something, perfectly fine. But uh, you look around and they're able to take care of that for you. Uh, but uh, is, there, is there anything else I can do for you besides this? Uh, Uh, not unless you know someone who's uh, got terrible fingernails and strength of three men in one. Well, that's a good question. Uh, What's up with the sickness in the prison? So he he speaks up. He speaks English. So um, he looks to Killian and he says, I am sorry. Uh, perhaps my English is not uh, as good as I thought it was. Uh, uh, long fingernails and strength... Uh, I am unfamiliar. What is this a uh, colloquialism that I am unaware? No, it's not. And I'll, I'll like part my shirt to show him a bit Mon- of the wound. Monsieur, monsieur, please. This is a public establishment. Uh, and then he kind of peeks and he's like, oh, dear. That's a, it's a terrible wound. Uh, I can, I have bandages, of uh, course, if, uh, if you need to, uh, to, to make sure that those are properly dressed. Uh, I wouldn't mind. Um, then when I see him, I can say I've got bandages on my legs and my arms for you. Bandages, bandages, bandages. So he'll turn to Grigori. Uh, de Prisane, what, uh, what was your question, uh, monsieur? Uh, yes. Uh, what's with that weird sickness going on in the prison? We read it in a letter. A letter? Uh, wow, we just really have no secrets. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, I realized my mistake after I said it. <laughs> a little, uh, a sickness, uh, it is a, a very uh, a terrible flu, uh, is all it is, I believe. Uh, I have been uh, into, uh, into, the, uh, uh, into the discussion with uh, some of the, with the warden and uh, monitoring certain uh, medicines. Uh, it is nothing uh, uh, abnormal. But uh, conditions within the prison, um, uh, what is the word, exacerbate things? Mm. Uh, They aren't practicing social distancing, are they? uh, Social distancing. Well, they are very distanced from society, I think. Uh, Yes? No, it's fine. Yes, you've got it right. Uh, Very good. Uh, It is... uh, uh, it is. It, it's not a, uh, a pleasant uh, illness, but no one has uh, uh, no one has perished. Uh, just uh, very uh, very difficult nights, uh, uh, nausea, fever, this sort of thing. Very well. I looked at everyone else. Please, I've said enough stupid things for now. Someone else make noises. Do you, Monsieur, you realize you said that out loud? Uh, he, he does realize you said it. I do. Uh, He's got heard a condition. We heard any yes. stories of you heard any he stories of hauntings. Of of what is this? Uh, hauntings. Hauntings. Yes. Uh, no hauntings. Uh, like uh, ghosts? Is that what you mean? It is what I mean. I I do not jest. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, no, no hauntings. Uh, I understand uh, that 
someone is playing uh, funny on you uh, because of uh, uh, because of the uh, uh, the king's uh, the king's font, perhaps. It, yes, uh, perhaps. Perhaps my assailant was wearing a disguise then. Wait, do you said the king's font? Oh yes, yes. Uh, 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 oh goodness, uh, uh, Saint Louis. Uh, it uh, Louis the uh, the ninth. Uh, he is uh, in the and he kind of motions you over to a window and points to that mm. really fancy looking church. And he's like, uh, I, many uh, uh, have uh, heard this story. Perhaps you have not. Uh, the king. Uh, uh, his uh, body, when he died, uh, he was uh, very, very, um, very sick. Uh, his uh, uh, he uh, he was body was so foul they um, had to uh, eviscerate him and embalm him uh, and uh, preserve the corpse uh, on return to France uh, to prevent putrefaction and such. And they dismembered into pieces. Uh, it is not in, not important, but it is sometimes spoken of uh, as um, oh, as a dark humor, uh, as a, and people use it as a way to spook small children, uh, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, goodbye, and I leave. Well, <laughs> Au revoir. What would we know? Um, I don't know, but historically, sort of, what would be the timing of um, Louis, King Louis the Ninth? Uh, I mean, you're a relatively smart person. I don't know if history is your thing, but uh, died during the Eighth Crusade, like in 1270. Just a few years ago. <laughs> and and the. Which is before, well before the French Revolution. Well yes. before anything yes. that we have, okay. centuries, you might say. Okay, because I thought that was like seventeen hundreds, yeah, or so. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is the second bit of information that we've had about someone and dismemberment of a statue that has been broken into pieces, and of a man that was broken into pieces. I know nothing of a statue broken to pieces, uh, but the uh, the story of uh, King Louis is uh, well known. It is not uh, it is not a fiction. It is not uh, it's less known, I suppose, for those not uh, not here within Poissy. So this is said to have happened here. This is a local legend, as it were. No, 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 no. It uh, he was uh, did, uh, he was. Um, the entrails, uh, he was separated, and uh, part of him was given to other places on the way back from uh, Crusades, uh, and uh, eventually he was uh, repatriated here and canonized in the church. And where is the church? It is uh, where I just pointed. Oh, so, very, so that uh, is... That very uh, beautiful building that looks like a church, that is the church. Gothic I, in. Thank you. That the church, the church-looking edifice, is the church. Thank you. Yes. Yes, we. Makes it makes it easy to find. I appreciate oh, that. Yes. Good directions. Indeed. 
Is there yeah, anything else I can do for you? Uh, my history of the town is not my specialty, uh, but uh, yeah. we have a town hall if you wanted to dig into uh, formal records, but uh, it is the opposite side of the town center, if that is of concern to you. But, uh, is there uh, also a, a, a large uh, estate that may be in some disrepair or ruin? No, no, no. I do not think so. No, not in... No. Uh, we have many homes. Uh, there are well ruins uh, that have been repurposed or have... Uh, been built over by people's uh, homes and other buildings and such. But uh, no, no, I cannot think of um, in in here, no. City Hall might have some more information on that then. We oui? yes. Thank you very much. Is there anything else? I'm assuming Cillian's, uh, Killian's staying behind to um, get bandaged up a little bit. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you can do that. No problem. He's more than happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, where do you all want to head next or do next? Rebel. We still need to go to the place that we came here for. We do. We need to know where it is so that we can go there. Let's go to town hall then and read books. No. I'm so smart. Saving us a whole day of wandering around the town looking for a bull without a clue. <laughs> okay, so if you head over there, everyone but Killian, unless somebody had other plans, uh, if you head over to this, uh, it's a two-story, a couple colonnades, porch entrance. A uh, couple officials, when you walk in, will, will look at you, uh, and they will kind of appraise you, and you can tell that they're trying to get a sense of your decent folk they speak with the you know they speak in, in french with these these heavy uh heavy accents uh but you are able pema to pick up on it and joseph mostly as well and gregory you get maybe every seventh or eighth word uh but effectively they're just asking what is it you want and it's with that kind of attitude with that kind of tone what is it you want uh, hopefully not not a whole lot of your time. Uh, we're kind of an old story of sorts uh, about a, a estate that had... I have not uh, time for stories. Uh, if you could please uh, uh, would, uh, hurry up, please. I have work to do. Yes, I'm, I'm sure you do. I will I'm make this as, as quick as I possibly can. A uh, building that had been burned down... Uh, and yes. so I'll kind of give a description of, you know, kind of what I had, you know, kind of understood of, you know, kind of name and, and different things like that. I see. Oh, goodness. Uh, one moment. Uh, and then, like, you, they come back after, like, being gone for about 15 minutes. They have what basically looks like a series of crates where they have these tomes that are dusty and they just drop them on the counter in front of you. They point to a corner of the town hall. There's a series of tables and chairs and, like... Be careful, please. These are very delicate. These uh, track town history. Please do not rip the pages or, you know, uh, or, or, or no eat, no food or drink near them. You may look at them. You cannot take them off of the premises, but uh, if you find something, go right ahead. 
But uh, it's no time says, to do your research for you. So she'll pick up the boxes, but when he says rip the pages, uh, Pema will just sort of like eyes averted, kind of look at Reginald. Pick so up the boxes and move them. You can roll a uh, library use. Um, hey. I will give you, because Reginald is also there, you can go ahead and take a bonus die. All right, that is a... All right, uh, because of that, I got a three under 73. Oh, my goodness. So mostly between uh, Reggie and Pema and probably Joseph and even Gregory a little bit helping with some of the translation, uh, but Pema and, Re and, and Reggie being so, so used to kind of pouring through old tomes, uh, it takes, I would say, the rest of the morning to track something down but you but around sort of lunchtime effectively you finally discover something uh, of interest uh and you do in fact get uh, a location not just for the villa but you also have a modern address uh and there apparently is a a home that has been built over top of it you have the address it is a uh doctor in fact uh madame christian lorien uh and apparently uh wife uh, there's a he has a wife and small child but it's uh it's in the you have the address i don't know how to pronounce the address uh it's i'll try six on close del de abie uh that but it's it's not too far away it's maybe a a 15 20 minute walk ah uh, and so i'm all kind of put everything back kind of as it was and uh thank you Sorry, very much appreciate your yes, yes, uh, yes, yes, assistance. yes. I've got to just yes, yes, yes. Uh, it go off. So when we get outside, uh, Pema will say to everyone. So, uh, good news and bad news. Good news, we know where we're going. Yes. Bad news, it's not rubble. They built a house over. How dare they? Here's so, what we do: we pretend that we are there for a health inspection. There's a terrible oh, flu going through the city. Wait, wait. Uh, so, uh, more bad news. Uh, the, the house that was built is owned by a doctor. You get him out of the house. Damn. I'll use the TNT. And we'll make it rubble <laughs> again and we can search it. We could, could, I was, I was thinking that today would not be about talking to people. It would be about going through things. But here we are talking to people again. So, Shall we scout this out? Is it middle of the day? Jeff, you said like early afternoon, no? Yeah, by the time you're done, it's essentially lunchtime. It took all morning to find it. And this is a weekday? Yes. It's like, okay. uh, I think it's third. Actually, no, today's Friday. Okay. So perhaps the doctor is out doctoring and we'll need to concoct a story for wife. Okay, let's off we go. Go break and enter. Okay, uh, so I'm presuming you pick up Killian along the way. Okay, of course. So if you start heading over, uh, you kind of pass by the prison once more. Uh, you pass by the church. You uh, you go through this stone archway uh, that leads eventually to these cobblestone streets. Uh, that seems to be kind of like insulated from like 
the bustle of the town hall area and you're kind of getting to some of these more outskirts where these older houses and mansions are kind of uh, kind of scattered about on the countryside. You can see there's this large park nearby as well with these very, very old trees covered in, uh, covered in snow. Uh, but eventually you find the you find the address without much difficulty. Uh, you can see that the house is surrounded by uh, this large crumbling brick wall which uh, anyone can tell it is not a modern brick wall. It's definitely older, probably 18th century, you would imagine. The walls are uh, in part supported with look like this, these climbing and sprawling rose bushes that are sort of starting to, to reach over top of them here and there. Uh, it's wintertime, so there's really no, no actual bloomage. So everything has kind of like this more grim look to it, in fact, as everything's a little dark and discolored. Um, and everything's kind of twisted uh, and knotted, almost like barbed wire in some ways. Uh, there is a gateway, but there's no gate. Uh, so it's just a, just a, a space. You see a, a small two-story brick house, much, it's obviously modern brick in this case. You can see smoke rising up from a chimney. You can see that there are lights coming out of some of the windows in the downstairs. Uh, and, uh, and you are, you are at, uh, the home of the Lorians. Someone so, told me something. Yes. Before I forget anything else, I think the best phrase for me to know is, how do you say, how do you say in French, in French? What? I'm asking, how do you say, how do you say in French, in French? What? The, the, the phrase I'm looking for is how do you say in French? But I'm looking for it in French. So how do you say, how do you say in French in French? Ow! Come it Dion in French. I do not know. Commit Dion in I... French. Come in it on in France, yeah. I will say that Pema knows this and Pema tells Killian this. Melissa okay. doesn't know, but Pema does. So Pema <laughs> tells Killian. So Killian now knows. I'll try and commit that to memory at least. There you go. You, you've got a thing and you know it now. So I was thinking that perhaps if we hope that perhaps the doctor is out doctoring on this good Friday afternoon, uh, that perhaps I might be able to uh, provide a bit of a distraction uh, for uh, the misses. Uh, I could always fake a twisted ankle or some such thing that might be able to gather her attention uh, if we were looking to find our way into the premises mm. without detection. Why fake you know, an injury when we could provide his chest? Is there... uh, well, I'm trying to think of something that perhaps she might feel confident in addressing herself ah, other uh, than just sending us off to her husband. Yes. Uh, so I wonder, this may be a bit of a far stretch, but would there be any harm in just simply going and telling the truth and asking? I mean, they're so far removed from what is actually happening. They built a house here. 
We could tell them there's some historical significance underneath it. We could also do that. It's much less likely that we could be in our third location and have the law enforcement call on us mm. for illegal activities. Right. We can certainly try. They could produce the credentials that I gathered from uh, the library in London before we left. Well, I'll defer to the better judgment of the group. I am still reeling from multiple things from to... last night. Understood. Do we want to play this straight, as it were, and beseech her to allow us entrance into her home? I suppose being thrown across the room does give you first rights in declaring how we should do this. What I'm saying is I don't think I'm in the right mind to decide. I think you've made a good case. I've got an idea. Oh, God. It's a great idea. Don't shoot her. First. No. No, nothing that serious. First. We need to make sure that the doctor's out doctoring. As long as the doctor's out doctoring, are there, like, are there phones? Do we see phone lines? The phones exist during this time period. Phones <laughs> exist in the 1920s, yes, but you don't see any okay. phone lines. You don't see hey, any phone never lines. Never mind. Now. I was going <laughs> to say we could just call up and pretend to be someone else and say, oh my gosh, your husband, the doctor, has been shot and you have to come identify the body. And that'll get her out of the house for a while. Oh dear. That That is wow. an approach. That took a turn. Fast. <laughs> Anybody who would like to roll a spot hidden. I'll, I would do that too. Yeah. Absolutely. Always. Fail. I failed. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Like oh, a couple of days in a roll. No. Okay. Oh, my I, gosh. There's a tiger. I will uh, spend 14 Matt, luck to pass. Actually, wait one second. Matt, you rolled sleight of hand instead of spot hidden. Oops. I think your spot hidden is higher. I think you have a 72. Yeah, it's 72. Yeah. So that is a pass for, there we for go. Reggie. Two star. Okay. So Reggie, you notice, uh, you, okay. So you notice, well, I'll say the first thing I'll notice, you, you notice is that in one of the upstairs windows, uh, you see there is a small child, uh, that is right there in the window looking directly down at you all, uh, as you are standing outside of the gateway to, uh, to her house, uh, and, and sort of conversing, uh, you would probably peg her at maybe three years old, something like that. Uh, so that's the first thing I would say you would notice. And she's just sort of there, kind of looking out the window, staring, hair kind of parted with these like heavy bangs, looking down at you. Uh, the second thing you notice uh, is that the door has kind of been pulled open ever so slightly and you can see a man is sort of peering out trying to see if you all are moitering are you coming up here and so he's just kind of peering out he hasn't said anything just yet i will smile and wave at the girl and then i will say hello to the man at the door so the little girl will kind of rate like lift her arm and she'll kind of do a little wave their hand kind of bending at the middle. And then the man will then push the door open a little bit further and he will look at you. Uh, 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 hello. Uh, as he tries to like speak in English, it's decent. Hello. Um, can I help you? 
you are on my uh well not on my property but you are outside of it is there something are you the doctor can... you're the doctor you live here i i i am yes and i do uh are you injured uh no but he is i don't point to kill him oh uh good come inside then get out of the cold it is uh, it is freezing out here come inside uh, my hospitable thank you yes yes of course come in come in and so uh Killian goes in, and then he slams the door on your faces. Uh, no, he uh, he lets the rest of you. <laughs> he lets the rest of you. Into it. <laughs> Got him. Uh, yeah, Got him. he let he lets he lets the rest of you go in. And Killian uh, was never seen from again. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, you look around. It's a fairly you know modest house, two stories. You stairs, and you hear the sounds of little kind of footsteps. Thump, thump, thump. And you look up, and you can see the kind of little girl that you just waved to, Reggie, is right there like on the on the flight starting to come down she's looking through between the rungs and she sees that like this group of people are coming in shaking the snow off getting your boots all cleaned up before you start moving about their home and then she starts coming down as well and uh and he looks to you i was like uh coffee uh, coffee coffee yes we oui. yeah it's coming right. i was uh making lunch for uh for us and so he kind of leads you into the this kind of kitchen area uh, he's got, uh, got a kettle that he puts on really fast. And then he kind of turns to, to Killian at this point. Uh, and you see this young, this young girl kind of runs through the room, kind of passes by all of you and just kind of clings to her father's leg. Oh, what is, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I am, uh, I'm Christian. Uh, this is, uh, my daughter, uh, Kitri. Kitri, say hello. And she just kind of holds her hand up and kind of waves really fast. Uh, so, uh, uh, what is it I can do for you? What, um, what injury do you have? I've got several. One was thrown against me, so I have several cuts across my back. But, uh, oh, well, someone's very dirty fingernails or claws were put into my chest, so we're worried of infection. Claws? Uh, claws and fingernails are two uh, different things. Uh, fingernails for people, claws for beasts. Was it, uh, was was it a, person. a person or was it just a beast? It was a person, but uh, ah. they did not <laughs> they did not uh, practice personal hygiene, if you know what I mean. So ah. they were very yellow, discolored. Uh, I, I see. I see. Are any of you injured as well? No, luckily. No, thank just you. that one. Uh, yes, uh, let me get, uh, lunch, uh, for my daughter, if you don't mind. She is very hungry and she can get very cranky when she does not get her food. Isn't that right, Kitri? And he kind of ruffles her head and she kind of smacks it. And then she I kind of know. lets go and then they kind of runs and stands next to Reginald and just kind of stares up at him. I, would not I will away, smile at her and I will give her a frank out of my pocket. I'll give her some money. Oh. She takes it, looks at it, puts it in her pocket, and then continues to stare up at you. What a charming little girl you have, Doc. As I said, she uh, she she is very hungry, and she acts uh, quite the fiend when she does not have food in her belly. Uh, as I said, uh, have you all eaten? You, I don't have much, but uh, I can get some uh, cheeses uh, or something to snack on. I could actually crackers. assist you. We actually did not get 
Mon Street won't eat much of what you have, though. There are several of us. Uh, might uh, Keetri's, uh mother assist with uh, lunch uh, while you yes. attend to uh, She The cold weather has brought on uh, arthritis. It is acting up in her uh, in her in her arms, and she is. Uh, I've given her a sedative uh, to ease some of the pain. She is resting it off for now. It is a it's a bad day. Uh, but no, it is just uh, me and Kitri for now. Uh, but I would appreciate your help, of course. Thank you. Uh, yes, the uh, uh, the cups are up here. If you don't mind getting them out, yes, please. Uh, yep, tea, absolutely. if you prefer tea, coffee, uh, and then he kind of points to like this table there's only four seats uh so he he's just like uh, uh you and he points over to to joseph um there are more seats uh you could you could drag the chair from the living room over into here and um and i will stand yes no 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 i'll, I'll disagree no i'll stand no i'll stand. actually i'll go get the chairs i'll join so, you your hospitality is amazing, and thank you for seeing to our friend. But of course. I want to start looking at, like, their photographs and pictures, and I just want sure. to look at things around the mm -hmm. house as we yeah. go to this other room. Okay, okay. You're, you're going to do, hey, can I use your bathroom really fast? And no. Pull one of those <laughs> the things? thing that's used in every game? Everything. I love that. Which way to the bathroom? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm going to use just... your bathroom. Really fast. Uh, can I drop an apple, de apple decker really quick? Uh, the two of you can roll spot hidden. That's what I presume everybody does. No, I will not. Go I refuse. I will never let someone use my bathroom. No. Yeah. Oh, triple star success. Wow. Reggie, you're on fire tonight. I, these are my I skills. Everything. These are my skills. Uh, Joseph, how'd you do? I didn't succeed, but Reggie's got it. Okay. Uh, extreme success then, huh? So, okay. Well, a couple things you'll notice. Uh, I mean, you're looking for pictures and, and, and yeah, there's some photographs or some paintings. Uh, nothing seems to be particularly out of the ordinary. You find a painting of, uh, of all, all of them have portraits. Uh, you do find one of the, of the wife. Uh, I'll share that with you as well. Um, you, you can see some some photos, you know, black and white, sepia a bit, and you can see that some of the, some of the paintings as well are more colorful, kind of impressionistic style, very you know clear brush strokes. Uh, when she's a when when Kitri is a baby, when she's you know a year or two old, and then something more recent. Um, but there doesn't seem to be anything necessarily in them that strikes an oddity to you. Uh, I would say you notice that they aren't wearing any kind of um, like there's the 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 woman the 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 wife you don't see like a like a any sort of necklace or any adornment like no no signs of like a like a cross and as you look around you notice there's no real like religious adornments anywhere uh, nothing at all uh, and with such a noteworthy church right down the street like it might it might kind of be on your mind uh, I will say that you do notice one th one thing is kind of curious as you go as you and Joseph bring the chairs back and you kind of hand them over and. Uh, and, and Christian kind of takes one from Joseph and kind of slides it around. He takes the other. When he extends to go grab 
yours, uh, Reggie, you can see his sleeve uh, on his left arm kind of pulls back. And you can see there's this pretty hideous scar that's kind of sneaking up like the just just where the, the hand meets the wrist and starts sneaking up a little bit. You can't see much of it, but you do see that. Uh, and that's yeah, that's oh, and the other thing I would say you notice um, recently, you can see there's some mail uh, and some other uh, some other like paper um like adverts, that type of thing. You do see they're like they've been in Paris recently. It looks like uh, as there's a uh, a program that you can see on the table in their uh, in their living room uh, from the Paris Opera House for um, Katerina Cavallaro, uh, who is a I guess you all probably would have recognized the name as you might have been offered tickets to the very event that they they were at uh, in the last few days. That's really the only thing that really kind of catches your attention. As I'm handing like the chair to him and I kind of see the, the, the arm or the scar, can I kind of like, like I act like I accidentally grab his hand and like we connect and I go, oh my, what is that? What happened there? That looks nasty. And kind of point the scar out in front of everybody. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, it, uh, and he's like, yes, uh, gardening accident, the vines, uh, the, vines. Uh, the thorns. Yes, the rose, uh, the rose bushes, the vines up and down. It was uh, tore it up something fierce, and uh, it has not been healing as quickly as I uh, as I would like. Uh, but uh, I was cutting the roses back last year, well before. Oh, was, what when, when was that? Was that spring? It might have been spring. Uh, but uh, yes, it. Uh, I have tried, but uh, it, unfortunately, it got infected. And I was actually ill for a number of weeks as a result uh, during the summer. Oh, sorry to hear that. How long have you lived here, may I ask? Oh, a few years now. Uh, Kitri was, uh, we, when we moved in, Kitri had not been born. So it, uh, she is now. But you are a very big girl, aren't you? And you can see as uh, as you're asking these questions, Kitri has moved over and is now... Interested in Grigori. And Hello. And Grigori, as you're kind of like sitting, you take one of the chairs at the at the table, she just kind of climbs up and just sits on top of your knee. And she just stares at you and she says, Bonjour. Buongiorno. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Uh, and then she starts speaking in French. And she's like, Who are you? Oh, my name is Grigori. You have a big mustache? I do, I do. Can I, can I pull? And then she reaches up and pulls without waiting. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds right. That sounds correct. <laughs> is it real? It looks fake. It's, it's very real. It's very attached. I can pull it off, I think. Yeah, please don't. You are a very strong child. I would imagine you could, but it would hurt me very much. That one gave me a frunk. What will you give me? I'll give you twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is so much money. <laughs> Just it stop is my mustache, so little girl. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> wow. Holds a yes. hand out. <laughs> okay. I'd give her a twenty. There you go. <laughs> 
I've, I've doesn't made, know another way to interact with You give, with the you, world. give him, you give her a lot of money. Christian kind of looks at you at that point. Uh, uh, it's fine. I've got more dollars than cents. Kitri, give the money his man. Give the man his money back, please. Please pay the man his money. Nobody, nobody watch rounders. Okay. No. You, you okay. Must Isn't that excuse. with Matt Damon? Yes, it is. Yes. Oh, I know things. Pay that man his money. Okay. Anyway. Uh so uh so yeah, so he he explains his 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 uh his scar and he kind of the seats are kind of set down and he starts passing out, you know, cups of tea or coffee, whatever you ordered, and he, he puts like a small little tray of like, you know, some crackers and cheese and biscuits and things in the middle. Uh, he has like a, a small kind of tiny little finger sandwich that he slides over towards Kitri over by Grigori. And he, she's staying on your knee just fine. And she's like eating it here and there. Um, and he looks to Killian at this point and he's like, um, when we are done, I can fetch my bag and I can stitch up if uh, they need stitches. I can inquire to see if they are infected. Uh, but, uh, oh, geez, my phone has just went off. That's weird. How dare it? So, how dare <laughs> it? Uh, which makes no sense because it's uh, a do not disturb and it should be quiet. Why is that happening? I thought it's the White House. Move. This man doesn't have a phone. The oh president's God. calling you. Am I being haunted? <laughs> yes, why is that, there, that is why is there a clearly. smoke? Why is there mist in here? That's weird. <laughs> oh, no. Do you okay. smell toast? So, so uh, so he looks to, oh my God, do I smell toast? So he looks to the rest of you and uh, Nana and, and is all is do are you do normally accustom your friend to doctor's visits? Uh, 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 yes, we're out of towners, and he's very shy. Ah, I see. Uh, well, I can assure you that uh, I am a very good uh, doctor. I studied at the Sorbonne, and uh, I'm quite capable. Do not uh, you do not have anything to worry about. Your friend will be. Uh, uh, it'll be uh, just fine, I am sure. It is, it is uh, not it, your skill that we are worried about. Uh, go ahead, Bella. If you wouldn't mind, I know there's a lot of us to uh, come into your home all at once. Uh, would you mind if we uh, kind of wander the premises? Uh, you mentioned roses. I, uh, they are not right blooming we... uh, in winter, unfortunately. Why? Why would you want to? Wonder the premises. It is a very, um, it is a barren time of year. What is it about the premises that interests you? Uh, well, actually, uh, do you know much about the history of this land? Oh, no, no, not really. Um, I, I know, uh, but do we obviously we are not the first house to have been a home to be built upon it. Uh, it is very it's curious. This is uh, this house. This uh, home is getting much interest of late. Uh, very we, curious. You're not the only ones have... to inquire. Huh. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Who, uh, who else this, has inquired? Uh, oh, um, it was a correspondence. The people at the library to. To Pema. I said, Pema, describe the people at the library. See if they've come by. So Thirds. as you kind of lean over to whisper to Pema, you kind of bump Kitri as she's eating and her elbow slides across, bumps into the hot 
cafe, which spills onto her other arm and just kind of cascades all over like her left arm. And she just goes, ah! I throw the chair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, what? And Pema will just sort of reach down and, you know, just what? What? Mr. Kozel, you are. It was entirely accidental. I'm so I, sorry, I, child. I, so I, I have another that. 20. Gakroy, it <laughs> spills into your lap as well. And while it's warm, it's not scalding, but her reaction is is just, it, it's as if her arm is melting. Like she's just screaming like more excessively than I would imagine Gregory would probably think. And she's ah! children are dramatic. There's nothing surprising here. Christian okay. hey. quickly runs over. To, yeah, go ahead, Joseph. No, he'll just start doing something to distract her. What are you doing? Don't understand this. <laughs> and she is <laughs> genuinely screaming. Um, I'll tell you what, anyone anyone who would like to, uh, uh, probably Killian is probably the best suited because I think he's got psychology, but if anybody wants to roll psychology, they can. Yeah. While this is happening, she uh, Christian is obviously rushing over and like drying, got, he, has, he fetches a cloth and he's like drying it off. He's like, oh, she, no, no, Katrice, this is fine, this is fine, you'll be fine, this, uh, this is fine, don't, no, you'll be fine. Uh, and then he kind of scoops her up and pardon, pardon me. I want to uh, I'll be, I'll be right back. But um, yes, it was a, a letter. I will, I will get it for you in a moment, please. And he kind of rushes her off into the bathroom, leaving you all by yourself for a moment. Peace uh, does. Killian, uh, Grigori, you know, maybe when he, maybe once she leaves, you, you hear that mention the idea of like um, it being. Like this is just sort of kids and kids, but she no, it it seemed like she was genuinely in a lot of pain. You could see tears were streaming down her face, uh, and like all of you have a cup of you know a cup of coffee, and, and it's hot. But again, it's not like he didn't make it to the point where it's like scalding your lips. You can drink it right away. It's not like you were letting it wait and cool for a while. My good man, she was not acting. Well, in the bathroom, something's not right here. I'm going upstairs to check on the wife who's coming with me. I will remain here. Well, I've already made a mess of things. I might as well go with you. All right. Let's go quietly. I'll like. stay here, I suppose. I will stay as right. well. Uh, okay. Uh, so, Reginald and Grigori, you try to go up. Are you trying to go stealthily? Like I'm going to try. Okay. I am going to try as well. Both of you roll stealth then. Uh, nope. Uh, no. We're not spending enough luck on that i could spend enough luck but i'm not going to but i respect it plenty of audience extras so okay you You start to succeed climbing up the stairs most of the way is fine you can you can even hear like Keytree's cries from this like downstairs bathroom where he rushed her you know where christian rushed her into you get near the top of the stairs and you you hear the classic as one of the one of the steps just echoes throughout the house, mm-hmm. and you hear a voice from the second floor. Uh, Christian, is that you? Uh, is lunch ready? Kitri, Christian, <laughs> no. <laughs> You were impatient, <laughs> looking for the doctor. Who? 
Who who are you? Christian? My name's Gregory. Christian. And you see rushing out of the bathroom now in the in the bottom floor as like Christian's out here and uh and Keetri comes out and she's got like a looks like she's got like a, a wrap around her and she kind of comes running back in, kind of runs over to Pema at this point, and he comes back in. See, that was not all that was not bad at uh um I'm Moses. sorry, I just felt so guilty since I accidentally spilled it and it hurt her. I wanted to check that she was okay. I'm very sorry. Uh, I was going to go get a toy for the child to calm her down, because she seemed terribly upset. Alright, fast talk, Reginald. Uh, I'll let that you can, roll, you can roll fast talk. Oh, extreme oh. success. <laughs> what in the world and, is going on? Damn, Matt. Uh, and he's like, uh, <laughs> it's just Reggie's uh, night. Yes, it is, um, that is very kind. Uh, uh, yes, uh, let me go. I don't want you to disturb Veronique. Uh, uh, and then, then she's like, Christian, there are strange men on the, the staircase. Oh, she is our little. I apologize. Come, come, come back down. I will fetch it. Sit, sit, sit. Uh, finish, uh, finish lunch. I will, I will get the letter that I mentioned and I will get my wife and then sit, sit, sit. <laughs> and he kind of pats you on the back as you go past, like, thank you, thank you, very kind. And then he goes up to go to go right. I'm so very sorry. If uh, if if you are injured uh, or if your uh, your ensemble is uh, is uh, ruined, we we uh, we I can. No, you look about it, my size. We could. I could. I have. Uh, no, a change it's of fine. My I am fine. I was just. I felt so bad about. It. Is she going to be okay? Ah, uh, yes, yes. She. Uh, she. Yes, uh, it will, uh, she will be fine. She will be fine. It, uh, it didn't seem that hot. She reacted rather poorly to it. Ah, uh, but ch- children, you know how they are. They can exaggerate. Yeah. Plus, she has an audience more than just her uh, and I. Yes. But I understand. I have several children that I've left behind, so I know how that goes. Left <laughs> behind? Yes. He he travels often for work. I do. Uh, ah, I see. I see. Well, we will discuss that in a moment. Let me get my uh, my wife. She, I'm sure she is hungry, and I see her yeah, now. One one moment. And so he goes back upstairs, and for a moment, it's just like you all with Keytree, um, Pema, Pema, and I'll let Pema and Killian and Joseph do this. The other two, you were busy. So the, two, the three of you, if you want, you can roll spot hidden. You guys hear the sounds of footsteps above on the second floor. You can hear a second. You hear some mumbled discussion, uh, and uh, and eventually you start hearing the like the shuffling of feet, and then kind of the creaking of the staircase as they start to to move back down. Uh, how did y'all do in that spot hidden? Uh, horrible and ninety five over sixty. Okay. All right. I'll so, spend the luck. Yes. Okay. Uh you do know. So, so I'll say this, Joseph. What you do see. Uh, is I mean, you, you, first you smell like this very sweet smelling lotion on her arm. There's a bit of like a, there's like a, a bit of a, a bandage, but at the same time, you can see that there's this extremely long line of inflamed skin uh, all around her her left arm, uh, like from where the splash of the uh, of the cafe uh, kind of hit her. Uh, but moments later, uh, before you're really able to kind of ask too many questions. Uh, you can see both Christian and now a woman, the woman whose whose image you've already seen, uh, comes down. Some basic introductions are, are given out. Short, dark hair, very pale. 
you can see that she's like, you can definitely, she, she's moving a little slowly as she's just woken up and like, you know, she looks, she's a little bit of pain in her face here and there, but she's kind of putting that away and smiling very, oh, it's a good pleasure to meet you, kind of normal kind of uh, exchanges. And then um, Christian produces, a, you know, a document from, you know, from his hand, you know, from his, from his coat pocket. Uh, Oh, they, they are here, uh, darling, about the about the house. Uh, I told them that we had that uh, the letter. Yes, yes. And so he hands over to, I mean, honestly, whoever wants it, really. Uh, he'll hand over to you all uh, a an envelope. It's been opened already, uh, but the uh, but there is like a, a correspondence inside. So I'm going to share two things with you all. Uh, one is just the envelope itself. Uh, which is comes from so it's been written from Switzerland, Lausanne, uh, by from a Mr. Edgar Wellington, and it is addressed to this um, this address. Uh, so first thing I just share with you is the envelope, and then the second thing is the letter inside. Uh, so let me share that one, and so you know maybe he's reading it to you or maybe you're reading it but uh but it says to whom it may concern i realize that i am a complete stranger and that this letter may well mean nothing to you my name is edgar wellington and i am researching the history of a statue most commonly known as the set of car simulacrum i recently came into possession of an old scroll which presents an intriguing description of the item this piqued my interest and i am now endeavoring to trace the simulacrum my search has led me to your address. The name is probably meaningless to you, but through my researches, I have learned that the last recorded resting place of the piece of art was in the house that occupied your land in the late 18th century. The statue was a unique Arabian artifact lost during the events of 1789. Its last owner was a German nobleman who once lived where you live today. Please, I ask that if you have heard any local stories regarding this item or maybe found any traces of the old house and its possessions on your land, which might give a clue as to the eventual fate of the object, would you be so kind as to write me with a summary of the information? I apologize for the rather strange nature of my request, but I feel that I should pursue whatever leads remaining to me. I hope that you will not go to any great lengths regarding this. Yours most sincerely, Edgar Wellington. And with that, I think we'll stop for the evening. So you have a new clue and we'll call it there. Oh, that doesn't seem Turkish necessarily. Somebody else is looking after this. Wow. Doesn't seem Turkish. Wow. Okay, Melissa. Okay. It came from Switzerland. So that's my... uh... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, um, she's got you there. Where? I'm sorry. Where? Where are you from, Pema? Where, <laughs> I'm just saying the from? letter came from Switzerland. So, oh, okay, like, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> All right, let's do our closing plugs, then we'll get on out of here. Uh, so, Jeremy, tell us about this Patreon. Yeah, Aaron Reese on Patreon: comics, maps, tokens, other fun stuff. Check it out. Perfect. Uh, Chuck, what are the defenders up to this week? Oh my gosh, uh, Wednesday. Uh, Jeff and Jeremy and myself. Well, I'll be running it. We're doing uh, kids on bikes, a one shot. Uh, my tray is going to be joining the Wednesday crew because we are doing a giveaway of the Beetle and Grimm GM notebook. I'm proud of you. 
I said it right. I did it you right. It, you got it mostly right. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Nice. Uh, and then Friday, Joe is running a one shot of the game he's making called Anvia. So that's what DOK's got happening. Fantastic. Uh, what about Grim and Perilous, Adam? Uh, just come to GrimandPerilous.com for the latest news on things that we are uh, working on. Um, the uh, it just put up yesterday, I think, um, just what was released on the Grim Perilous library, the community content library for Zweihander. And so um, if you're interested in any of that, that would be helping out some aspiring creators. Um, and then I don't think we have any shows live coming up soon, but uh, over on our YouTube channel right now, we're doing a preview of the Lord of the Rings 5th edition that Free League Press will be releasing. And so we've released the first two episodes and um, the next one should be released tomorrow, if I remember right. Yeah, Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, you can check that out if you want to see what the Lord of the Rings is like in 5e. Uh, told by uh, Free League Press. And uh, yeah, other than that, uh, check us out. Fantastic. And Matt, what are you doing this week? Over on Garb Like Games, Thursday night, Actoon Cthulhu is over, and we are doing Star Wars now. Jeff and Jeremy are over there playing that. We're going to be doing that for a few weeks. So come over and join us for some Wars in the Stars. Fantastic. Uh, all right. And then as for us here, uh, next game is going to be Friday where we're back to Conan. We're starting up a new scenario. We're going to be in the uh, in the the country of Katai. Uh, so brand new scenario. We finished up our uh, our Zamora. Now we're, we're moving. We're changing locations. So come hang out with us there. Uh, Saturday, we are doing one ring second edition as per usual, where Steven's Steven's characters turn to have his life hang in the balance in between episodes. Uh, Monday, next Monday, we will be back to Holler as we alternate every Monday with uh, between Holler and Call of Cthulhu. Tracy Sizemore will return. Uh, and I believe we're going to be concluding uh, Tracy Sizemore's run as guest shift boss as she's running uh, the crew through the Savior of Hollow Oak, uh, one of the special scenarios you can get with the Holler GM screen. Uh, and then tomorrow night, we're planning to do some Forbidden Lands. So uh, so also come check out uh, check out the channel and watch uh, Steven uh, lie about uh, being capable of killing us uh, because he's just not. He's just, he's just really not. <laughs> uh, talks a big yeah. Game. yeah, he talks so much and he's not I know he's on the channel tonight, and so I'll probably never hear this, but he talks such a big game. But he's he's really just, you know, he's, he's just too nice is what it is. Uh, all right, we're going to go ahead and raid Happy Jack's RPG. So go ahead, follow the raid. Have a great rest of your night. Thank you to everyone who hung out. Thank you to the players for playing. And we'll see you all later. Bye-bye.